I'm trying to get back in the like eraser head mindset. Yeah, that's why I'm talking about dark shit now. Before life even began and ended. But do it in the David Lynch voice. Let me tell you, this is a great cup of coffee. One of the finest cups of coffee. Today, the weather outside, it's going to be bright. It's going to be bright here in sunny Los Angeles. I'm David Lynch. Good night on your fucking telephone. (laughs) What a disservice. That's one of your better impressions. Thank you. I, uh, I'm i actually kind of uh, impressed with that version of it. Usually it comes out a little more uh, Lenwood crummy. A little bit more nasally. A little more nasally. That one was pretty good. That was, that was closer than I expected. <laughs> Me too, honestly. <laughs> Hello, welcome. Uh, I'm Colby. Why are we doing this? I'm the C-Man. That's why we're doing this. So you can do that. So I every episode I can reestablish my dominance the as the C-Man. C-Man. <laughs> but true. we are the C-Men, you just need to embrace Combined. it. Combined. Uh, I'm not quite ready for that kind of commitment, but... Our C-Men com- our Maybe... C-Man combined forms the C-Men. Maybe for our 50th episode, if we get there... We're not super. We're closer than we are far away. This is true, yeah. which is, is which is wild. That uh, is wild. What what was the movie we watched? Uh, little old pencil dome. <laughs> that sounds like an insult <laughs> to somebody. We wa- uh, we watched Eraserhead, uh, nineteen seventy seven. David Lynch's Eraserhead. Uh, thus the uh, the in- classic the incredible David Lynch impression yes the classic uh, n- notorious there's so many so many uh, descriptors this movie has it's been talked about to death it's been watched to death but Colby had never seen it because I didn't want to yeah he actually just actively <laughs> avoided it because he just felt he wouldn't like it Eraserhead is also one of those movies in when you're in film classes with with college students. It's, it's one of the unavoidable it, people in discussion. Yeah. It's unavoidable. And and we've made this point many times throughout throughout this podcast, but I like a narrative, like a good solid narrative. I love dialogue yep. in a story. <laughs> I love when things end with a nice little bow at the end. Uh, not that I don't love like, you know, Open non linear yeah. storytelling, but David Lynch is another whole animal. He is another whole, yeah. He's a- <laughs> uh, he, uh, so to give, this is our first Lynch for this the is, pod. Yeah. Um, there's definitely others that fall into, uh, the category of extreme cinema for sure. This one, um, wouldn't get here due to its extremity. It would get here due to its notoriety as being such a bizarre film. So that is why we're why it made the list uh it was notorious to me uh, prior to college um i actually saw it the summer before college someone we gotta rented it i think via netflix when it was still just discs and like testing streaming the, the old days the old days and someone rented it had you okay so was this your first lynch movie experience my first Lynch experience was actually Lost Highway, a a sous chef that I worked with at my first job. <laughs> the same dude who told me to watch Gummo, huh? Lent me a copy of. He didn't own Gummo, but uh, 
I told in that episode, I talked about how I saw that on demand. Uh, <laughs> but he lent me a copy of Lost Highway, and I remember being really fucking nervous because it was full of sex. So and this is like a, a mentor for you. In, in that guy was ways. an asshole, but yeah, I guess. Let's get him on. Yeah. Bring, bring him on the podcast. He really liked the band Chimera. I remember I don't know that. that one. They're, I don't know, metalcore from that time. I believe they're metalcore. I don't know. I, it wasn't my my brand of heavy music. But you like metalcore now, right? No, metal. I've never been a metalcore guy. Explain to me the metal, the okay. kind of metal that you like. Well, Let's metal, go ahead and talk about this right now. Metalcore is shit like as a dying. Uh, it's it's where it's like a mix of hardcore, hardcore I and metal. Understand. Okay, but it's like okay, the traditional okay. uh, aspects of metal with like the soaring guitar and shit, but with like the pummeling heavy drums and vocals. Interesting. Not my thing. I briefly liked As I Lay Dying because I was a Christian kid, and if you were a Christian kid in a metal, you liked As I Lay Dying for a second. That tracks. Um, the type of metal that I enjoy, I've sent you many examples, True. but not of the stuff that I listen to most regularly because that's the stuff most people do not that's like. That's the stuff you know I don't like. Yeah, like <laughs> like Primitive Man, like Full of Hell, yes. like uh, 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 Worm Rot, Great bands, wonderful. Bell Witch, beautiful. Uh, great, great names. Speaking <laughs> of things that I don't really like, David Lynch movies. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what I was going to segue, so good that you did it for me, was uh, prior to this, let's go over your relationship with Lynch. I think we briefly touched on it when we had um, uh, our guest on for... Hmm. Gozu? Gozu, yep. Our Gozu episode. Yeah, we briefly touched on Mulholland Drive. Yeah, my, you know... Yeah, so what have you seen of him? I had seen Elephant Man. And that's it? And I think that's it. No Blue Velvet? No, I had seen most of Blue Velvet, not all the way through in, in No Twin Peaks, though. No Twin Peaks. That's yeah. the one thing that I have always been open to. I um, think you'd like season one a lot. I think I would as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> really, the my experience before Lynch, uh, before this movie with Lynch... It's not really extensive, but you you, you kind of know Lynch. Yeah, you like, liked Elephant Man though. Elephant Man is very much not yeah. a Lynch movie. It, it, it's just a really well. It is made in movie. style. Sure, it looks yeah. incredible. Yeah. Oh my but god, the, the but black and white cinematography in both that and Eraserhead. True, but yeah. the story in in Elephant Man is you know straightforward, more compelling, yeah. straightforward, linear yeah. for the most part. Sad, dark, incredibly yeah. sad. That um, movie scared the shit out of me as a kid before I'd ever seen it. We had this like weird computer uh, film encyclopedia disc thing where it would like go through and like give you trivia about movies and show little clips. And I always skipped E because E had the trivia for Elephant Man, and it would just play the clip of him screaming out of context. As a child, <laughs> I have no idea what this really is. I just know it's called Elephant Man, and then I see this guy screaming, "I am not an animal. I'm a human being." And I'm like, I don't trust that, and it scared the shit out of me. It is. I can understand that being yeah. scary as, as a child. Yeah, great ass movie as an adult, though. I really enjoy very, it. very great movie as an adult. Uh, connection uh, to that movie is Mel Brooks saw Eraserhead and got the funding for Lynch to do Elephant Man. Brought him on. Mel Brooks is a, a, a wild dude in Hollywood back in the day. Like, He's the best. He had a lot of power. Yeah, and he used it well for I, for the greater good. It seems like it. Yeah. He also he produced the fly. He produced the fucking fly. 
It's range right yeah. there. Yeah, because he wanted to produce a remake of The Fly, but he didn't want everybody to think it'd be a comedy. And he did the same thing with Elephant Man. True. He kept his name off of this. Obviously, he's credited, but it's not in any of the advertising. Whereas usually a mega producer would be like, from the people who brought you fucking the producers. And, you know, I I kind of get it with Eraserhead. Like, I didn't, craft. I didn't necessarily go into this movie expecting to hate it. Or expecting to like it, really. I was pretty open-minded going into it. You you definitely came in quite neutral. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But in the end, and we'll, we'll go through it a little bit, but like... This is breaking news. I don't know your opinions yet. I enjoyed it. I, I, Hell yeah. I think I got comfortable, you know, not expecting story. Yep. Or expecting, you know, Going along coherence. with the wavelength. Um, and there were definitely moments and kind of, you know, ebbs. Yeah, throughout yeah. the movie where it just takes like a more surreal turn that I re- funny than I really care about. Yeah. Um the the intro, the first like couple minutes where it's just his face sideways. Yeah. I was like, well, if this, That's the art student shit. Yeah. That's that, first film that's figuring stuff, it out. That's yeah. the stuff that I was worried because it starts with that. I was worried. I was like, if this is going to be the whole movie, I know I'm not going to like this. Yeah. Luckily for the most part it it was kept in just small periods of time. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I, I, I was really into it. I, I mean, it looks incredible. It's honestly, I hadn't watched, because uh, we watched this on the Criterion channel. Sorry, Tubi. Uh, Does Tubi have it? No, not that I'm aware of. Um, we forgive you, Tubi. We forgive you, Tubi, but Criterion has a beautiful restoration of yeah. it. Uh, I, it's, I don't own this Criterion. So we watched it on the Criterion channel. I do own a copy of it from the Lime Green set is what it's called. It's just the Lynch Lime Green set. And it came with that um, Wild at Heart, Elephant Man, and Blue Velvet. And then a bunch of shorts. I'm interested in Wild at Heart. Wild at Heart is awesome. It's unhinged, but it's unhinged in the way that Lynch is, not the way that Nick Cage is now. What if if it was both? Well, it kind of is. It's the way that Nick Cage was unhinged when he was still respected when people cared when people cared yeah yeah. <laughs> uh i really enjoyed wild at heart i watched that recently i'll check that out after after eraserhead i'm i'm definitely way more open to, to a few of his movies there's a few i definitely watch blue don't velvet care about. yeah uh i think you'll like maholland drive as well but yeah like the after this in this intro after we get past the surreal art school kid yeah. stuff that is really frankly not that cool it, start, lo- it looks fine. You start to see it's the, the actual shots and like the actual sets yep. and the actual like. I mean, just that elevator tone. shot. Like, I mean, so early in the movie of him just standing in the elevator down that long hallway. That's one thing that I noticed immediately. It was like, okay, this everything looks unique. Speaking of, I just made the mental connection. Kubrick said, "It's said that Kubrick made the cast of The Shining watch Eraserhead prior to filming." Then the elevator shot in The Shining makes so much sense from the elevator shot in Eraserhead. It's like an homage. Basically. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I just made be. that mental connection. With yeah. The, with the like carpet design. 100%. And everything. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, I mean, uh, little like there's little facts that I'm sure a lot of people who are fans of Eraserhead have already read this stuff. But for folks who are new to it, the carpeting or like the tiling, the floor in Eraserhead is uh, used again to greater effect in Twin Peaks uh, uh, in the Black Lodge. And you see this flooring immediately in this scene that we're talking about, the uh, elevator scene. Um, We're basically introduced to, what's his name? Henry. Henry is the... the... Main guy. How would you describe his hair? Jack Fisk. What what descriptions would you give that? 
uh, teased, uh, uh, not really thick, uh, flock of seagulls-y, but... But less cool. It's like an eraser head. Oh. Whoa. 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 I think we just, did we just... It's like a pompadour if, if it was really dry. That actually, pompadour might make sense because he does dress like an e-boy. He does. You did point that out. And then I had to, I had to get clarity on exactly what an e-boy was. Christian's old. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm fucking 90 years old. We're the same age and I'm 90 years old. I'm in with it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Oh my god, I thought that was a shelf that was about to come down on me. Quit hitting things. I'm putting my arms away in the right studio. now. He's, oh my god. He's hitting all of our expensive equipment. just hit All of our expensive equipment that, you know, we're, all of our sponsors. Thank you, Tubi, again. Thanks, Tubi, for all the free, for all the stuff. All that's the that, stuff. All the stuff. Thank you so much for the content in the films. Um, bye, Tubi, guys. <laughs> uh, BYE, Tubi. Hey, what's that jingle you made for Tubi? A Tubi's got the movies. That's a new one, I think, but I like it. And some barbecue sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Took a turn. I like it. I like it. Pretty good. Unexpected. Pretty good. They'll send you barbecue sauce if you subscribe. Uh, (laughs) Uh, That's a seller dollar's promise. Tubi will send you barbecue sauce if you subscribe. Uh, Backslash uh, dwellers. Dwellers pod uh, forward slash again uh, and then throw an EDU in there. You'll get a discount somewhere. Yeah, you'll get it. You'll go to a website. It'll get there. So Eraserhead is a pretty solid movie. Uh, <laughs> a question. Do you yeah. want to know what my first uh, notes that I wrote? Yeah, I've, yeah, I'm not familiar with your notes, so go for it. Uh, so first thing that I wrote for this movie as it's going is uh, pocket protector, hell yeah. Yeah, you did immediately with glee question, like, oh, does he have a pocket protector? <laughs> uh, I'd never seen one, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not outside of like comic books. It's a very much like... You haven't seen like, like Revenge of the Nerds? Like shit? Peter Parker had one. In the, in the old comics. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I've actually seen Revenge of the Nerds. I mean, does not hold up 20, yeah, 2021 I, I standards by any means. Um, uh, I don't remember enjoying it particularly. But. No, no. But aside from the pocket protector, Henry's outfit is cool. Yeah, he looks like a... He's styling. He looks... In 2021, Henry's cool. He's a TikTok star. Yeah, he's styling. His name's Jack Fisk, Jack right? Jack Nance. Jack Nance. Jack Fisk is another dude. Yep, Jack yep. Nance. Uh, which you... You mentioned a lot of interesting facts about his life. Yeah, this dude, I knew this dude is wild. I knew for some reason I knew all of this stuff. I guess I went down a, a rabbit hole with it him makes a sense. while back. I wasn't surprised. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he apparently the filming of this movie led to well, him and his ex-wife claim that this led to their divorce. Uh, we should say this movie was shot over the course of five, five years, years. <laughs> uh, and apparently he kept that hairstyle for the entire time. I'd divorce him too. And his wife was his hairstylist for the movie, and how much bickering they got into because of the uh, pruning and primping of his hair and how it pulled and he didn't like it, uh, they say led to their divorce. They say that jokingly. Apparently they remained friends until his death, which... This is a wild one. His death is strange. He uh, he was a drinker. He was definitely known for being a drinker. Uh, a sad, one of the sad drinkers. One of the thing. sad drinkers, it appears. Yeah. Very talented man who had demons. Um, Should have gotten him erased. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he did get erased. Uh, <laughs> so he ap- apparently got into like a f- altercation at like a donut shop or something along those lines and got punched. 
Only good things should happen at a donut 100%. Shop. Well, the Krispy Kreme just burned down, so nothing's good. Honestly, no. the, the world, we're in the end times right now. The Krispy Kreme right near my apartment has burned down. It's gone. So, yeah, honestly, fuck us. You know, we're dead. I think Beep did it for the insurance money. I'm not getting myself incriminated. <laughs> I think Beep did it for the insurance money. I'm not adding in those beeps uh, in post. I just want that to be clear. Yeah, no, I'm saying beep because I'm saying it. There's powerful people who listen to this podcast. We have big fans, have guys. big connects to Tubi, and we don't want that. We sponsorship have big leaving. fans, and when I say big, I mean tall. We uh, we got friends in tall. They're tall men. They play basketball. Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> behind my apartment. Let's just get that out of there. Uh, Christian thinks he burned it for insurance fraud. Uh, disclaimer. I do not agree. Shaq, uh, I love you. I, I served you in the Chick-fil-A drive through that one time. Hope you remember. <laughs> it was my pleasure. Yep, I will remember it forever. Anyway, Jack Dance got into a fist fight at a donut shop. Got punched in the face apparently so hard that he essentially had a hematoma. And then died due to how high his blood alcohol content was. He just internally bled to death and he was found on his bathroom floor. What a bummer. Yeah. That's a sad way to go, getting punched and then dying way later in your sleep. Yeah, because he was found the next morning. Yeah. Yeah. So sad shit. I, I, and prior to reading it, I was like, oh, I remember that he died due to drinking. I think he drank himself to death. And then I was confused because I didn't see any mention. But then it was like a little thing at the bottom was just like also his, his blood alcohol was like quadruple what it should have been. Yeah. So that definitely <laughs> led to why he bled out so much and died or bled internally and died. So with all of that being said... He's great in this movie. He's fantastic in this movie. If you're not familiar with him and you're a fan of Lynch, you are, because he's in pretty much everything that Lynch has done. He's a main character in the first... uh, Really, the first season. I don't remember exactly when he died for Twin Peaks Season 2 and moving forward. Uh, As much as I love Lynch, I'm not a goddamn obsessive like some people. You're obsessive Uh, with other things. I'm obsessive with plenty of other shit. Yeah, you don't need that. I I don't need the Lynch obsession as well. Um, I think I like him uh, a healthy amount. Um, Jack Nance is awesome in this. He's awesome as playing this skittish, anxiety-ridden, also aloof. He has he has a, a really de- he's very emotive in his face. Yeah, because I mean, there's very little dialogue. He has to be yeah. emotive because you're right. the The dialogue is sparse. There's a lot of crying from other people, like a lot of weeping sounds. Yeah. A lot of uh, there's a lot of just sounds. Sounds. A lot of audio. Beautiful, though. A lot of it's, like, very industrial sounding. Uh, it's an industrial see, setting. Did you see Stalker? I didn't. Andre Tarkovsky's mm-hmm. Stalker. Or um, Tetsuo the Bullet Man, which is on our list, actually. Uh, no, but I do actually really want to see that We'll one. eventually hit that one. Cool. Because um, I saw it years ago. I hardly remember it. Because um, it was definitely just on drinking early college. Uh, but it, this rewatch of Eraserhead made me think of that as well as um, Stalker, the opening of Stalker specifically, just this very industrial, uh, not steampunk, but steamy. Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails, yes. Uh, David Fincher aesthetic. Seven aesthetic type thing. Um, Well, Fincher would be aping these guys. Uh, But, yeah, just the, the grasp of place even though we have no idea where this is where this is 
in the Eraserhead world. But the tone is so built into the So strong. Yeah. So fucking and, strong. And we, we've noticed it, like, we, you mentioned it, like, early in the watch. Like, we were like, this is his debut. Yeah, this <laughs> is like, his first fucking and, movie. And we see within, like, 10, 15 minutes, like, why this was an important movie. Like, this... Yeah, John Waters was, like, completely blown away by it. Claims it's one of his favorite movies. Stanley Kubrick was blown away by it. Claims this is one of his favorite movies. Uh, it, like... This thing's beyond anything, and of course, Lynch, all the while, is being like, I'm, you, I'm not telling you what it means, it's for you to... <laughs> he's very David Lynch about it. Yeah, he's very Lynch about it. Like, okay, if you haven't seen the video, this is for all of you listening, and to you, Colby. Thank you. But I think you have. Uh, if you have not seen the video of David Lynch that somebody made into an iPhone commercial, watch it. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Just David Lynch iPhone in YouTube and it'll come up. It'll give you everything you need to know about David Lynch within a few minutes, right? You think you've seen a film on your fucking telephone? Get real. <laughs> <laughs> he is he is one of the most distinct dudes <laughs> yes. in like just culture and yeah. in arts. He's got beautiful silver hair. He like, looks cool. He's he a cool. Does, he dude. looks cool as shit. Yeah, uh, his daughter directs extreme films. He doesn't seem like he's a shitty dude, I, from what I can tell. No, he's, I mean, he's stayed close with, like, the majority of all the female cast that he's ever had. Like, they all sing his praises. Which is rare among the directors of these films. 100%. Like, very rare. Von Trier does not have a great track record, just ask Bjork. Nope. Oh, God. Uh, fucking, uh, yeah, uh, Gaspar Noé, all these people. Everybody. Vincent Gallo, yeah. all of them. Uh, not Vincent Gallo. Yeah. What was the last David Lynch movie that he made? Like, what's his... His last feature length. Not not Twin Peaks, but, like, his last movie. His last feature length was Inland Empire. Which is, like, a three-hour epic of of nausea. And you haven't seen that one, right? I have. have. The only one of his that I have not seen is uh, Straight Story, Mm. which is... He jokingly... 2006 is Inland Empire, which he jokingly refers to as his most experimental film, which is his Disney movie. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. I forgot he did a Disney movie. Oh no, I keep I keep saying that I've seen all of his stuff, but I haven't seen I haven't seen all of the newest season of Twin Peaks and I haven't seen the Twin Peaks movie Firewalk with me. That's right. I keep forgetting about that one. Uh but yeah, after seeing Mulholland Drive, I'm now pretty much caught up. And the reason we're about 25 minutes into this and uh we haven't Still, like talked story is because there isn't there really one. isn't much story we there's a there's a through line there's there's stuff that you can you can uh grasp at for sure there are themes very clear themes it's not yeah. subtle in a lot of ways like fatherhood like the anxieties uh, of, yeah. of family the life. unknown yeah. uh of getting older of uh not living alone anymore of having responsibility there's a very good quote from Mel Brooks about exactly this, um, saying, having optioned the screenplay for Elephant Man and gotten in, and gotten Mel Brooks interested in having his production company handle it, Jonathan Sanger, uh, who was one of the producers, uh, was referred to Lynch by executive Stuart Cornfield. Sanger nervously screened the film for Mel Brooks, who said afterward, it's an adolescence nightmare of responsibility. I like it. So that's kind of what the movie like. He, seeing that quote makes the movie make way more sense yes. to me, and just being like, "Yeah, this kid Henry, this guy Henry, uh, is in 
what seems to be a uh, just go with the flow relationship, not really a loving relationship, uh, is all of a sudden pregnant, uh, meeting the parents, and just everything's going so fast. Yes. The baby's born like the next morning, like. And it's uh, like a mutant baby. Yeah, that baby is... Uh, Lynch notoriously will not say what it's made out of. It's gross. Like It's fucking gross. Like legitimately gross. Yeah. Which is impressive for a movie with almost no budget. Yeah. Made when it was made. I want to see... Uh, speaking of that, I'm going to look that up. I didn't even look what the budget was for this. You also uh, have an interesting... Uh, you had a fun fact about what David Lynch said the... Uh, Oh baby yeah, yeah. was made out of or what it was and I when you mentioned it before I didn't really follow what you meant <laughs> and so whenever you get done with that I am curious uh, I can't find the it's of I believe that's also part of the lore is that the budget's kind of hush hush because um, I'm not seeing that either I know exactly what you're talking about and I am blanking on this right now <laughs> go on to a different topic and I'll find this thing um so Basically, as Christian said, Henry is very quickly uh, caught up in this uh, relationship with this woman who, he, you know, we don't really know they're, if they're married or just whatever. And he meets this woman's parents and it's their their dinner scene is frightening and hilarious, depending on which way you look at it. I, it's a little bit of both. Yes. Um, this is the scene where uh, the little... I guess chicken on the plate on the table. A little like Cornish hen. It's doing like leg lifts and blood <laughs> is just gushing out of it. Hey, it's, All the while the mother out. is making a sound. Can you recreate that somehow? Oh God, no. I don't know if I can. Because <laughs> oh, it no. is distinct and yeah. weird. No, I would need to hear it like right now in order to try to accurately replicate it. If you got it on the tip of your tongue, you give it a shot. I don't have boy. it, but I just assumed that you had it memorized because you no, normally do. You're right. You're right. That is my bad. Oh shit! I lost the fact on this, and I can't make the crazy noise. I'm. I. I quit. <laughs> I don't deserve to be here. But well, this scene kind of, I think, gave me a clue as to the kind of weirdness of Lynch in a lot of these. Uh, scenes in this movie what it comes down to i think and i wrote this down later because i was uh thinking about it his kind of weird is weird people doing weird things for just a little bit too long <laughs> yeah you know what i mean yeah or just weird things happening for a little bit for just too long. slightly too long for it to be just a unnerving enough finding out because i was i was influenced by uh tim and eric before i found lynch yeah you're a big tim and eric guy yeah not quite on that level with you. Yes. There. I'm, like, huge. They, like, 100% influenced my comedy more than any, like, my style of comedy, what I enjoy, meaning, um, more than anything else. And then seeing Eraserhead and, find like, learning after the fact that Lynch is, like, a big inspiration to Tim and Eric, it's just like, oh, my God, this makes so much fucking sense. Yep. Also, I found the quote. 
Yes. So David Lynch offered crypt, uh, cryptic comments on what the baby prop was made out of, at times stating, quote, it was born nearby, or that, uh, quote, maybe it was found. Maybe it was found. Maybe it was found. <laughs> Those are the two most vague answers that I absolutely love. Like, what? I also wanted to say, uh, in regards to the the closest thing to an inspiration for this film that Lynch has given, because this quote made me laugh. Um, and uh, Lynch was asked about the tone of the film, like how it was shaped, and he said, uh, living in Philadelphia, his family spent five years in an atmosphere of violence, hate, and filth. The area was rife with crime, inspiring bleak urban backdrop, uh, inspiring the bleak urban backdrop of the film. Describing this period of his life, Lynch said, quote, I saw so many things in Philadelphia. <clears throat> Lynch said, quote, There we go. I saw so many things in Philadelphia I couldn't believe. I saw a grown woman grab her breasts and speak like a baby, complaining her nipples hurt. This kind of thing will set you back. <laughs> I think he got set back a little bit. I think he got set back a little bit. In, in some ways. <laughs> so grown woman grab her breasts. Speak like a baby and claim her nipples hurt. Hey, I'm I'm surprised that he hasn't written that into movies. Yeah. Use that. That's a very uh, John Waters thing. Yes. One last thing about the baby prop. Quote, the mutant baby was apparently created from the embalmed fetus of a calf. Although David Lynch has never confirmed this or described how he articulated it. During filming, when he watched Rushes, he even had the project projectionist cover his eyes, supposedly. This is an IMDb fact. Take it with a grain of salt. Uh, when the takes that the uh, baby were on screen. Um, Lynch reportedly had a burial for the, quote, embalmed calf in an undisclosed location at the rat party. He had a mo he, uh, he, had he held a mock wake I for this thing. I think I believe none of that. But, yeah. I, but I believe that Lynch wants people to think yeah. that he's totally down with that for sure. Yeah, so I think it's just a piece of w rubber that is very really gross. well designed. Yeah. Um I mean, oh yeah, there's no way. But I love that that is listed as a fact. As that a is fact. incredible. That's like a the fact. fact that he like perpetuated that rumor at least enough for people to believe it and the nipples is hilarious. And the nipples. How much of his life do you think is just made up to, to people like that he's just giving in interviews he's making up on the spot I think if he were to give it straight you would realize what he's saying isn't necessarily made up he's just telling it in such a way that it's uh, embellished that makes sense I feel like it'd be like the way he views what happened just feels like a weird it, it's almost like talking to someone like Jeff Goldblum <laughs> it's like you're talking about the exact same thing we just experienced but you're doing it in a way that sounds magical True. That's and Lynch speaks in, like, puzzles. Yeah. In, like, just weird, like, I'm an old man and you're fucking telephone. Get real. That get real is, like, my favorite thing. Get real is such an old person thing to get say. Get real. Uh, it's such really a sadness. Really grinds my gears. It's just a sadness. And he's smoking. Oh, such a cool guy. He used to sit at Bob's Big Boy or whatever that burger joint was called. Every day he ate there. I want a burger. Yeah, burgers are dope. You live right near cookout. True. Love True. cookout. Anyway, um, uh, one, yeah. one thing that I uh, had written as well, uh, just a, just a question. Okay. What do you think the script looks like? 
for this movie. <laughs> oh, God. I, I mean, after five about, years, it's a mess, but uh, I'd say it's an outline. Like, I am so curious because there's so little dialogue. Yeah. There's not really even, like, stage direction <laughs> at no. that point. It's just kind of, like, shots. I don't know. Really I was just well curious. composed shots. Because uh, it's not like the dialogue is good either. Like, I would be curious like, if he storyboards. Like, if he drew... Because he's an artist in many ways. Right. He paints, uh, he does music, he composed or uh, co-composed the music in this with somebody. The score came out years later. You said on you vinyl. don't like his music, though. Uh, the score music. for this, I would like. Uh, yeah, he has um, a couple solo albums. How out. would you describe it? Old, old man industrial music. Ugh. That's it's like if David Lynch tried to make industrial music. It's He talks over a lot of it. He'll like, it's... It's fine. It feels like a novelty, honestly. If you wouldn't spend money on it, that means something. I'll buy a lot of records for the novelty, and I've n- I don't own a single David Lynch. Exactly, record. that means something to me. Yeah, and I'm not like I would get the Eraserhead soundtrack, and like that would be cool. One of my favorite bands, Shoo Shoo, uh, has a whole album where they cover music from Twin Peaks, and like Lynch composed a lot of that or helped compose a lot of that. Uh, I would, I would absolutely get that. That album's fantastic, but Lynch isn't on it. <laughs> Good. He's. I love hearing the man talk, and I really enjoy his movies, even the ones that are. Uh, What's your favorite Lynch movie? At this point, having not seen Firewalk with me, all of the new Twin Peaks, which film Twitter claims to be a film. Yeah, a I show. mean that's that sounds like a film Twitter kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, uh, and the straight story. I would have to say, ooh, that's tough. Uh, Eraserhead is up there. I mean, it's crazy that his debut might be, like, potentially his best movie. It For me, it's really jiving with, like, Eraserhead or Wild at Heart slash Blue Velvet. Wild at Heart and Blue Velvet feel, to me, so similar, just Blue Velvet's more sinister. Wild at Heart is more uh, wholesome. No, it's not wholesome. <laughs> I think Wild at Heart's more. I mean, Wild at Heart's more explicit sexually for sure. Uh, just Nick Cage and Laura Dern banging for like two hours. Uh, <laughs> Those are the two the, the two movies of his that I am most interested in watching next. Obviously, Blue and Laura, yeah. and Laura Dern, <laughs> and just Laura Dern. You know, I don't even like Laura Dern that much. I know you don't. I'm a Laura Dern guy. I love Laura Dern. Didn't you have a band? Called Dern. Exactly. Yeah. And we yeah. had the Laura EP. She's just a giraffe woman. Oh, I love Laura Dern. I'm in that movie for Nicolas Cage. <laughs> His performance is wild. The movie starts immediately with like, oh shit, some shit's going on now. Great. And well, you just recently watched Vampire's Kiss, right? Yeah. That movie <laughs> is... Uh, Not good. Uh, yeah, bad. Like, just bad. His performance is insane, dude. <laughs> like, how did he just keep acting after that movie? He won an Oscar after that movie. That makes... How did he get jobs? No sense. He's at 100 from the get. Nothing changes. And the, none of the music cues are earned. None of the romance in the movie is earned. Nothing makes sense. It's it's literally the the dumb dumb brain rot version of freaking American Psycho oh, with none much. of the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. With none of the satire, none of the violence. And I think yeah, I think after watching Vampire's Kiss and and watching Eraserhead, I'm like, 
yeah, I want to see that combined into Wild at Heart. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think I, I think I'm super in in, in on those. Do you have, I do you own Wild at Heart. Yeah, yeah. It was in that lime green box. Nice. Yeah. That's but, a good. One. But I do. I think I would rather watch the first season of Twin Peaks first, potentially. Well, it's very different because Lynch. I mean, Eraserhead is even tame by Lynch standards because pretty much after Eraserhead, aside from Dune, Straight Story, Elephant Man, and uh twin peaks mm-hmm. um his shit's pretty like hard r like pretty sadistic violence pretty sexual pretty which is weird because Razorhead has none of that none there's no violence yeah. there's not there's no sexual anything nope. it's just kind of disturbing imagery and surreal anxiety basically. yeah exactly yep done um, done really well yeah, Blue Velvet is pretty sadistic sexually. I mean, Dennis Hopper's crazy. He's addicted to, like, nitrous oxide or whatever. He's just oh, huffing Oh, I've gas. seen the, that, like, screenshot. Yeah. <laughs> Mommy. Yeah, it's fucking... I've seen the Always Sunny where, <laughs> where Charlie is, like, huffing oxygen or something. What is it? Uh, I think it is oxygen. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've basically seen Blue Velvet at this point. Oh, God. But that's the introduction of... Uh, I think that's also the first time that he worked with Laura Dern and Kyle MacLachlan. No, he worked with MacLachlan on Dune. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, I forgot that he's like the main he's the lead. That. That's so bizarre. For the longest time prior to seeing Dune, the only person I ever visioned was Sting, the singer, because he's also a prominent character that could in be Dune. Cool. Uh, have you finished Dune yet? I know you're reading it. No, I'm gonna restart it. Are you gonna be able to finish it before the movie comes out? No, dude, that thing's thick as shit. I think you could, dude. Well, you have more confidence in my reading uh, abilities than I do. I'll teach you how to read. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to read. I just can't read quickly. I've never been able to read quickly. Uh, um, Red's hard to talk about because the plot is so minuscule and it's really an experience. It makes a lot of sense that it got uh, notoriety v- being a midnight movie. It's definitely a cult. Like, yeah. This is not yeah. a mainstream movie. It's by a filmmaker's means. movie. Yeah. Uh, it's film nerds type movie. Art housey. But a lot of people are probably rolling their eyes hearing that at the same time. But you got to take it from the perspective of when it came out. Totally. And what it mean, means and has meant to those style styles of film. Like in a lot of ways, this is kind of like Casablanca for the weird kids. One hundred percent. But I mean, I would but take good that because like, I did not like Casablanca. I just take like, oh my god, there's one specific like absolute sociopath of a person that I know who uh, not a friend. I they <laughs> an enemy. One of the few people in this world that uh, I I I I'll stop there. They. I'm sure they're a fan. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. They're listeners. Uh. It was like they would watch shit like this and then Taxi Driver just over and over and over and over. Yeah, those are yeah. those are our enemies. I agree with you. That's my enemy too. Yeah, well now it's probably, uh, what would be the equivalent of something like Eraserhead today? There's not really anything to compare it to. I mean, truly, no, nobody really does the surreal that much anymore. Not, not like this, no. at least. I mean, it... I'm sure somebody is somewhere, but not on a level that like gets any notoriety. I think. Yeah, but it well the whole point of that was to say uh, <laughs> what's the equivalent of shitty dudes, shitty film dudes? It'd be Joker, because that's the new taxi driver. Snyder cut, dude. Oh my god, is uh, 
we're gonna get the the Phillips cut because Todd Phillips directed Joker. We're gonna get the Phillips cut. Can't wait for the Phillips cut. You haven't seen Joker, right? No. I I know if I will think it's fine. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a fine movie. I will probably um, like it a little bit more than Boss Level, but uh, we did also uh, just watch this uh, Frank Grillo and Mel Gibson. Melly Gibbs, baby. Don't say it like yeah, that. No. He uh, was useless in it, and there's he literally could have cast anybody else. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Don't watch it. It it was a letdown, honestly. We could find you something better. C- kept worry. my kept my uh, attention. I was gonna say interest, but that was an absolute. See, we're lie. already talking about another movie. <laughs> yeah, Racerhead's tough, and like I said at the beginning, like this movie's been talked about to death. Yeah, there's not much we can add to the whole conversation about it. Honestly, I think a lot of people should watch this movie. It is a just good, in, like, within film history, introduction to art house experimental style. It also film. shows a lot of other influences as well. Like, it, it's, it's like German surrealism. Oh, for sure. Like, like all of the shots. It, also, you, dark comedy. Like, yeah, it, there's a lot of different things rolled up into one. This movie got Lynch the opportunity to direct Return of the Jedi. He turned it down. To do Dune. Which is the bolder choice. I am mad because it would have been very cool to see would have, his take yeah. on uh, Star Wars after after Eraserhead. <laughs> I wonder if the Ewoks would have even made it in. I wonder if he would have not allowed that. He would have had all the Ewoks look like the baby in they would have uh, all had Eraserhead. like huge nipples. And making those screeching sounds. The, the, cry, the crying sounds that is just... Too, in too much of this movie, honestly. The baby cries the baby, a lot. Yeah. Oh honestly, God. the the one like really obvious symbol of the movie is like fatherhood. 100%. And, and Lynch around the time had just had his daughter. And the uh, anxiety, like I, I understand that feeling. Of, yeah. Like I don't want kids. <laughs> Me and Brittany have talked about it. We're on the same page there. It's we're, I'm happy. There. I'm on, Hannah wants kids. I'm on the fence. And like I understand that part. And I think that's why I kind of like found a way to relate to, to a movie like this where there is some anxiety there for sure. The, the emotional through line of it. Because, I mean, this movie's going to make you feel shit one way or another. Right. Whether you get in the groove or not, you're going to at least be uncomfortable. Exactly. Yeah. I did not expect to feel like a parallel there mm-hmm. somewhere. And, and there's that, really nice moments even though they're surreal and grotesque like the lady in the radiator singing her song. So I was about to say, I like the lady in the radiator. Yeah. I expected it to be more like sinister than it was. Oh. She does the stomping thing was a little bit weird. There's a stomping yeah. fetish somewhere in this movie. Somewhere for sure. But we're not gonna yeah. get Shane David Lynch. Mm-mm. I'm sure he's got a, he's, he's got some weird ones. He's into way weirder shit, as you'll see in all of his other movies. Great. I will yeah. update you as I go. <laughs> but not King Shame him. I, I no, swear. No, no. I swear no, I no, no, no. Uh yeah, we'll crescendo this with his three hour uh epic God. <laughs> Inland Empire. See, that's what I think. Once we actually do start a Patreon like people will have to like you'll buy in to like make colby watch shit that he would hate like inland empire and tree of life and then colby can you guys can figure out what i would hate and have to watch true uh really christian just hates superhero movies we'll i don't god I would, yeah i have to watch like all of the mcu uh me and Brittany just finished a whole rewatch of them and uh i'm, I'm down for another one man oh my god, honestly if so people many. if people pay us i'll watch any <laughs> that's true even the evil ones <laughs> even the evil ones i'll watch the evil ones i don't give a, i do give a fuck it's why i won't do it unless money's involved that's true you gotta pay us you gotta that. pay us for me to watch fucking but then i mean this beats the whole shit because now other horror hounds are just like oh you guys are pussies well you know what maybe we are man 
Maybe we are. Maybe we are. <laughs> Maybe we are. <laughs> you know what? But I don't want to fill my brain with evil shit. No, we were raised better than that. We were. We were raised more scared than that. True. I was scared of demon possession growing up. Not so much anymore. Someone said, I saw something that said on the internet, it, I think it's called a meme. Uh, someone said... You are old. Someone said... What's the internet? <laughs> Uh, AOL.com. I thought, uh, as a child, I really thought the Bermuda Triangle was going to be a much bigger issue in my life. And it made me think, like, yeah, I was raised to think a lot of things were going to be a much larger issue in my life. Not just uh, global pandemics. Jesus, yeah. We didn't. We were warned about that one. Nope. Or or warned about the possibility of having a little mutant calf baby. To be fair, though. I was warned about the end times, which we might actually we both be were. in. We might so, be in. So, we might have just been wrong this whole time. When Judy, <laughs> how shitty would that be? If, when, if it turns out we did this podcast talking about how, like, you know, we were raised in a certain way. And, now and we're, we're rejecting we're, we're, it. We're, we're in this other state of mind now. And it turns out we were just wrong the whole time and we're actually in the end times. I'll know the end times are upon us when Judy Dench You know dies. what? Our next episode should be Left Behind, starring who? Kirk Cameron. And? Well, this the remake is Nikki Cage. Exactly. Honestly, yeah. we could do double feature. And For the Patreon. Them. If you pay us, I will watch both of the original Left Behind movies starring Kirk Cameron. They only made two? They didn't do three? I don't know. Great question. We'll watch all of them. And you know if what? You we'll, us, watch we'll watch Saving Christmas for dessert. But you gotta pay us. <laughs> Pay us. Tubi can only pay us so much. They give us so much they money, we don't so know what to do. Oh, what man. to do with it? Uh, we're just surrounded by the most expensive things. things. <laughs> so many. Do we know what we're gonna do next, or are we still in the in the? I think we're in the deciding process because uh, we're doing something. Another little thing that'll be different in terms of what we're covering coming up soon. I think I think we can just say it. We're going to cover a comic. Point. Yeah. Um, this is, We're venturing into my territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm super interested. You you got me the material recently. Uh, I need to dive into it. Uh, you dove into it already. Uh, yeah, it's... Gnarly, you're gnarly. saying. Uh, the only thing You've I told will, me nothing. The only thing yeah. I, will, I will say, and I told him this earlier, is... Because uh, I, I have not read this comic as well. I won't, I won't reveal it just yet. But uh, I'm a few issues in, and... It matches up very, very, very closely with the movies that we have watched for this podcast. Trauma? And, and at, no, I'll let you decide. Uh, and as somebody who has basically read comic books and you're only an issue my eight? whole life, seven, six, seven. seven, I think. So it could get to trauma um, level. Yeah, I've been a big comics fan my whole life. I'm seeing some things that I've never <laughs> seen. <laughs> oh, boy. So um, Colby told me about this comic oh, like a while back uh, while we were at a comic store uh and you were like oh let's see if they have this and they did they had like a couple copies but it was like later issues right. not any of the, the I, I looked for the first volume on amazon it is sold out and the, uh, it's one of those where it's like you can buy one for like 130 bucks and which means that it is a very much cult yep. type of comic uh and so not the you can get any any of the other volumes for very cheap. I'm sure. Have we said what it is? Or are we keeping that? We'll hush? keep that under wraps okay. for right. now. Not that anybody's gonna care. I'm the only comic book nerd I know. <laughs> so uh, you're also know the only this. comic book nerd that I know. Exactly. I am excited to to be the coming from a place of knowledge for the first time. Yeah. Whereas it's normally Christian in in the horror movie genres. You've got. I mean, fair enough. Uh, with this, 
you've got yeah you've definitely got the upper hand and this is a world that i'm just vaguely familiar with yeah i think i'd like to say i'm pretty familiar either way this this may or may not be our you next go to episode. conventions and shit i do enjoy a good convention yeah. this is uh, well true. we've got some yeah like, like you were just saying uh we've got some movie ideas as well that we can do um we, Still, like, we like the idea. We did. We, we we remember that we used to do series early on. In yeah, the and try to do like a couple movies follow like a theme of director or like region or it's th- theme. So we're theme. really trying to brainstorm. See see where we haven't gone yet. We haven't gone to Korea yet. We haven't, we haven't. We haven't watched any of because there's so many great Korean horror movies. There was one that popped up on my radar that I'd never heard of recently. Because after you said that, I looked into it. Oh, nice. Um. I'll have to relook up what it was, but I made note of it. But it was the, the the big boy. I've said it on here before, and we'll probably eventually cover soon. Is I saw the devil, and that's my oh my god, I love that. We've both movie. both seen this movie a few times. Yeah, 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 and yeah, it's wild and fun and gory. And that was like my go to. I don't know what to put on movie for a while in college. Yeah, that's a weird. That's a weird choice. I know, but I would also fall asleep watching Antichrist. So. Because I'd get in really bad moods. Did you really sleep, though, I did, dude. I would fall asleep during The Shining, and that would piss my friend off because I'd always do it at his house. He's like, of all my movies, why are you putting on The Shining every time you come over here? Freaks me out. The menu music freaks me out. Uh, That is weird. I I understand his... his, uh... That's Jacob. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I get it, Jacob. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, And then Antichrist is when I didn't have as many roommates. I would watch that, though. Hmm. Is that more sad? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. 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 Uh, any palate cleansers? I've been playing a fuck ton of Ghosts of Shishima again. Speaking uh, of video games, uh, I mentioned I've mentioned it on a few. Oh movies, yeah, yeah. Uh, That I had I got an Oculus. Tried it out today. Uh, before recording, uh, I forced Christian to use it and you face know, a fear. Face a fear. And there's a roller coaster thing. App I don't, I don't on it. like them in and, real life at all. Uh, let's just say I got a great laugh. Uh, I he made me stand up because he's an ass, and I, I, I did it myself. And like I mentioned to Christian, uh, this, on the craziest coaster, this is a challenge that anybody that puts on the the Oculus in in my apartment, in my house, must under my roof do this. And and then once they get through it, they can do whatever they want on it. He let me sit down before I went down the drop, though, because I was going to have an attack. Either of him or... Shit. Shit. Uh, shit, shit attack. Shit attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just, yeah, I was about to have a fit. I'll let that count as your palate cleanser because you were just going to say Ghost of Tsushima again, which is your fourth time Well, saying? I was going to bring up... Uh, uh, yeah, my God, I think that is my fourth time. Do other things! Uh, yeah, no, I was... I, or beat the game! I've watched uh, I've watched a handful of movies that have been pretty dope lately. That's true. You've, you've told me about a few of them. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed Anything for Jackson quite a bit. I do want to check that one out. You mentioned on Psycho Goreman recently. Psycho Goreman was fucking which awesome. Which Videodrome in Atlanta didn't have it. Uh, yeah. uh, it's not out yet. Yeah, I know. the physical is not out yet. I asked the dude at the counter, and he was like, "What?" Rewatch. Looked at me like an idiot. <laughs> so thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, you should you should get it. It's great. I I want to. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Psycho Goreman's Goreman is awesome. Uh, the Dark and the Wicked was pretty good, but I fell asleep, so I got to rewatch that bad boy. Uh, Don't fall asleep again. Can't be falling asleep no more. I, what? I just watched some old flick that I thought was really like charmingly bad. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on it. 
Anyway, yeah, but what I was going to get at was uh, this record, Queen of Denmark by John Grant. I have been oh, listening to a lot. Oh, you mentioned that last time we hung out. Yeah. Uh, if you're into shit like Father John Misty, this guy was doing that shtick two years prior to Josh Tillman. and uh, Jay Tillman? Jay Tillman. His name's Josh? Yeah. Did you know that? You knew that was yes. Father John Misty. Yes. yes. Uh, I'm not that out of the loop. Well, John Grant was doing that kind of very tongue-in-cheeky, uh, uh, kind of provocative style. I mean, Randy Newman was doing it before anybody, but... The original. The original. But uh, it's really good, and I am just getting reacquainted with this record. It's from two, uh, 2010. Oh, wow, that's older than I expected. Yeah. I want to check it out. You, the way Denmark. you talk about it, I'm, I'm curious. It's just really good. It tells, like, a story. It's, it's really sad. He's a queer man, and it's about heartbreak and yeah. uh, dealing with prejudice uh from your family from the world all of that it's it's really good queen of denmark john grant 2010 maybe nice check yeah. it out um my palate cleanser is me and Brittany just recently started a show on hbo max mm. uh, hbo max has some good shit i got some real good shit we, i mentioned search party early jokers. on impractical jokers which i've seen many episodes of it's I'm, great i'm open to that it's wonderful. Admit that um but we started this uh, show called the head not a porn um and, oh, thank you uh, playing it's, uh, super hot VR the head <laughs> hey you played super hot and it's it does it's make cool. you hot it's, it's <laughs> sweaty you do get sweaty um, but the head is, is this really cool show it's it's a murder mystery kind of horror thriller set in Antarctica word um, in multiple languages yeah there's said, like yeah. Swedish Danish it's a little it feels very international which is super nice. super cool um, we're about three episodes in it is intense and cool the structure of the storytelling is really really cool and so we've we've been super enjoying that um so if, if you're looking for something that is like an intense show very entertaining watch this this is that's my suggestion for sure hell yeah uh the way that you just described that immediately shot into my head Gross. uh <laughs> a load into my head uh the snowman i did not see that movie i haven't either and i really want to i've listened to the that song no, I've listened to the How Did This Get Made episode about... They played the, the song. Oh, then probably the, yes. The... Mr. Snowman. Yes. So fucking funny. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up, you plebs. You idiots. You absolute dolts. Why are we being mean to them? You imbeciles. Chat, I'm so sorry. I'm not. You know what? I'm done with it, chat. Listen, chat. Specifically. Our one fan, chat. Listen, chat. I'm done with your shit. I don't want it anymore. I'm done with your shit. I'm done with your shit, Chet. You hear me? We've been talking for too long. Yeah, we have. Thank you for listening. Erase your head. Check it out. This is a cool movie. It's um, great. And it's definitely the... I think it's a great place for folks to start with Lynch. For sure. And if you like it, keep watching. If, if you, you don't, yep. don't keep watching. Yep. Very simple. Colby chose this one for a reason. Because yeah. he wanted to see where it all started. And it worked out nicely. So um, we'll let you know what's coming next when 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 we know when the episode when we comes feel out. Feel like it. Yep. Don't even fucking ask. Just bring it. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>